who you feel like you are as a person and what you believe you're capable of as a business person, what you believe you're capable of as a, a father, as a husband, um, in fitness and health and life, like everything that you first of all, believe you're capable of is correct. Like one of my favorite quotes is, you know, Henry Ford, whether you think you can, or you can't, you're right. I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to enjoy. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. What is up, my friends? I think it's working. Is it working? I think it's working. Hey, Josh here. I'm joined by my beautiful high school sweetheart wife, Ashley. Say what's up, Ashley. What's up? And my my work wife, Brandon Vaughn. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to wrap that in. Work wife. Oh, man. No, Brandon and I have, made it. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a special treat for you. We're going to just have some fun for the next hour or however long it takes and go through something that's super important. And I decided to make it a video because this is actually supposed to be a podcast interview. And I'm, it's going to be broken up into five different, you know, small podcast interview chunks. But why not stream the video so people can hang out with us uh, while we're doing this, right? Why not? Love it. So basically what we're going to talk about, you know, as small business owners, that's really easy, first of all, right? Business. Oh, so easy. Yeah, it's easy on the marriage. Easiest. Brandon, things are pretty, pretty, pretty smooth. I know you were born into flawless. a trust fund. Yeah, silver yeah. spoon, flawless, no bumps, no hiccups. Just yeah, Brandon got a Lamborghini on his 16th birthday. <laughs> No. Wow, life. <laughs> actually, careful. he actually he was he was homeschooled and worked forty hours a week when he was like thirteen. But I'll let him tell that story. Um, no, what what do I want to talk about is you know with the stuff that we've done with uh, family stuff, we have this framework that we've developed, or really we didn't make it up. It's something that we seem to notice in people that we look up to, is they have they have certain pieces of their life in alignment. Not perfect. But there's certain things that are are good or sufficient before they go to the next thing. And then that's sufficient. They go to the next thing. But when you get these five things in place, things seem to work with your family, with your business. And I think they're important. I've shared them with you, Brandon, you that's agree. True. And so yep. I want to interview you. Uh, Let's do it. Drop this your is, knowledge. This is, uh, this is different. I, I love it. I like it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give everybody kind of the five things up front. There's, there's uh, identity, intimacy, targets, community, and growth. Now, you might think that you know what I mean when I say that, but you don't. So stick around because it's different than you think. And the biggest threat to learning is thinking that you already know. But let's dive into it. Brandon, thank you for joining me on the podcast. How have you been, my friend? Things have been going crazy and awesome and terrifying and excellent. So, you know, it's all roller coaster stuff. I don't think people realize some how big some of the stuff you're working on is behind the scenes. I can, we won't get into all of that right now, but he is building some really cool businesses, insane systems. He's the biggest nerd, and I say that lovingly, that I've ever met with business <laughs> systems. Uh, things are going good. So if I were to ask you, Brandon, for the average business owner, um, how important identity is, whatever that means to you, and we can just go back and forth and talk about it. What does that have to do with financial success in business from your perspective? You know, identity is, uh, 
is, is a concept I didn't give any thought or consideration to when I was first starting my little tiny window cleaning business and was trying to like scale it up. Um, there's so many amazing stories that I've heard over the years of, you know, what, what taking a good look at your own business and saying like, who am I before you do anything else, like figuring out who you are as a person, what you want your company to be as like a personality, as like an entity. I've heard that, you know, people talk about like company culture. Um, one of the cool definitions I heard of company culture is like, what's the personality of your business? Um, you know, what, what, what personalities does your company kind of like exude? What are its qualities? And so that was probably one of the first big aha moments that I had was really starting to think through. And this was after we started getting a lot of really amazing people to join onto our team. And then a lot of people that afterwards were like, how in the world did we hire these people? How do these people slip through the cracks? <laughs> it's because we just looked That's at what happened to us. Has it? Yeah. We did. We just looked at like the, you know, oh, this person worked at this type of a job before. And so therefore they, they're going to be a good fit in our company because they're good with their hands and we use our hands. So like, perfect, let's hire them. And then you start to realize all the cancerous people that come into your company, um, you know, who they are and realizing that it's not aligned with who you are. And so that identity thing is actually, you know, in any new business that I've done since then, it's been the very first exercise that we do before we even start, you know, putting together like a business plan. Um, which is very, very different. Super. Important. Actually, I know that's true too, because when you were starting Wise Coatings, um, you were doing brand identity stuff and yeah. core values and, and your acronyms and all your cool stuff, which in the future will be on big posters at all these, these locations, these franchise locations. But you were starting with that way early. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, even with Conquer, I, I had a big aha moment when I went to an event where um, a mutual friend of ours, um, the Polans were up on stage and she was talking about, um, you know, identity and how important it is to have like an identity in a, in a community. And so um, I, I really started seeing this kind of come together when we started Conquer. And when you and I were talking about, you know, what should we name this crazy program? And like, what should we do this? We, we kind of like, hey, let's create this identity of being a conqueror, you know, someone that, someone that, you know, climbs the mountain and conquers the mountain and finds their why. And that's been very, very amazing because the people who we're attracting into Conquer are people that are, you know, they serve their family first. And we actually put together that whole manifesto of, you know, what it means to be a conqueror. So when you kind of set that compass for what's your true north, what's your guiding principles, you find that it's really easy to disqualify people into joining that. It kind of protects everybody else and it just creates something really special. It kind of stiff arms the wrong people because they'll either be, they'll be offended by it or they'll like kind of roll their eyes at it. And that's great. You want that. And not just with like Conquer, but like with any company, there's customers we want and customers we don't want, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give a really quick example, like with Wise Coatings, what we're doing. One of our core values is servant. And we've interviewed people and we've talked to them about our core values, you know, Buffalo, Ascending, Servant, and Efficiency. And we talk about servant. We're like, what, what does it mean to you to be a servant? And we've had people be like, I don't like that at all. Like, what do you mean be a servant? Like, I, I don't <laughs> want to be a servant. You know, that's that's a derogatory term. That's a negative connotation. And we're just like, oh, okay, cool. Yep, sounds good. All right, well, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but when you have those people that are like, you know, I've always had a heart to serve. My, my parents did. That's one thing that I admired about them. They don't view it as like this gross thing. They view it as achieving this higher plane of understanding and 
and, you know, following Bible principles with regards to serving others first. And so when we just, when, when you kind of set those things and you include them in your job interviews and you include them in the people that you want to bring onto your team, even with customers, if you get like a weird vibe with like a customer that you're just like, man, you know what? I just don't think that this customer aligns with who we are as a company. Like you fire those people and you just have a much happier, content, uh, protected team, which is really cool. Mm. What are you thinking, Ash? What was, what was let, let me ask you a better question. When we first started our service company and we had no money and we our car was getting repossessed, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, did we have an identity? I mean, I, I don't want to just make up a fake answer here, but I'm trying to think. Wow. I feel like this interview is about Brandon, but um, I'm surprised actually, <laughs> because I was thinking about this this morning, actually, because I was thinking about being an entrepreneur spouse and you always say like, jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down and how mm-hmm. terrifying that is mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur spouse, but how my identity has grown. And now I'm your business partner. I'm not just your spouse and how it was not all at once. It was not all, I was actually nag at the naggy pants. But now I'm now my identity has grown with the business and where we're trying to go and different. You're things. my business partner with benefits, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Your goodness, no sorry, HR man. violations here. <laughs> Anyways, I was thinking now I don't as you build a plane, I help encourage you to say, Hey, let's jump off this cliff or Hey, it's better to do it this side. And so my identity has grown as a as a person, actually. I've grown. And so then I can be a better support system and a better leader to our employees and to our, everybody that we've come in contact with as our identity grows, our businesses grow in their identity. It's just a whole multiplication. It's a warm, fuzzy, magical cycle. Oh no, it's not always. So Brandon, what about I specifically two, two questions when it comes to money, people's beliefs and views on money, uh, and, or just their own personal identity, because you've built Conquer into a massive juggernaut. I mean, we have hundreds of businesses, a waiting list in there. It's just crushing, right? You see all these business owners. What would you speak to regarding that and, and the effect it has on business? Hmm. Oh, man. Um, who you feel like you are as a person and what you believe you're capable of as a business person, what you believe you're capable of as a, a father, as a husband, um, in fitness and health and life, like everything that you first of all, believe you're capable of is correct. Like one of my favorite quotes is, you know, Henry Ford, whether you think you can, or you can't, you're right. And I see that more so than ever, where it's literally the the biggest gap from someone, you know, really, really struggling with their business and, and really fighting with that to actually like crushing it in their business. The biggest gap is the six inches between their ears. And just being able to like, you know, understand that they are capable of more and they're capable of doing it and they don't have to sacrifice certain things. Now that comes with a lot of tactics and other types of things. It's not just mindset, but without that mindset, you're scared to try the tactics. You're scared to go get uncomfortable. My identities had to change from being very, very comfortable and feeling, you know, like, you know, I'm capable of this much. I watched my dad be an owner operator for 33 years. I started running my business as an owner operator for for many, many years, bankrupted those companies. So I had a lot of mind garbage myself as far as like what I was actually capable of doing and what I was capable of, you know, of of achieving not only personally, but professionally. And so I had to overcome all that first and my identity changed. And the more it changed, the more I realized is what what I was capable of. 
uh, the more progress we started seeing. So I, I think that I think that uh, <laughs> mindset is is one of the biggest things that is part of your identity is being able to just have that kind of self confidence of it and also understand that who you are as a person, you don't have to give up certain aspects of your identity in order to achieve, you know, what your dreams and goals are. You know, there's a, a lot of people feel like, well, you know, I just don't want to fit in with a certain mold of person. that's like a successful person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's parts of your identity and, and trying to figure out, you know, what, what are the parts that you do need to shed and, and step into a little bit more fear and uncomfortability and what parts, you know, should you retain and actually cultivate and grow and level up, you know, so that you can still maintain your uniqueness of, of, of being a person. So um, you mentioned something about the gap between your ears. I think for some people is there's a gap because there's nothing in between their ears, but I digress. We're not talking about that. No, 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 but I'm trying to be funny, but, um, I did this presentation in Florida at this small event and I put up the word confidence. I heard this from Myron Golden. You know, the root word of the word confidence comes from the word confide. Mm-hmm. And then you, if you do a word study on that, confide means like basically to trust it. So confidence means to trust yourself. And so I have a theory. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but uh, I think one of the reasons that bad people and narcissists really do good in business is because <laughs> they, they literally believe they're God's gift to creation. Like they think yeah. they're perfect. And so imagine that mindset, even though it's bad and evil and all that. But the reason they go Whoop, CEO, of Fortune 500 company, Whoop, president of the United States, whatever, they just ascend and do whatever they want. It's because uh, their mindset is totally fearless and they they believe they can do anything. Uh, whereas good people oftentimes move the slowest and it's frustrating because it's like, no, like you're a gift to the world. Like you're going to crush it. You're going to change your employee's life. Like you got to believe in yourself and they don't because maybe they're, you know, they had a horrible childhood or something and all that stuff ties into this. So, right. You would agree. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that by the way, because I think some people they'll, they'll take a look at a scenario where someone who's more evil or more arrogant or narcissistic, they achieve all the success. And it's like, you know, that's just what you have to do in order to achieve success. You got to cut throats on the way up and you got to step on people, you know, in order to ascend and climb further. When I like that really the commonality has nothing to do with good versus evil more so than it does on just their trust in themselves and their confidence in themselves. Good people should be able to have even more trust and confidence in themselves because they'll get a better result in general if they actually just stick to their plans. I think that's really I I also, another point to add to that is I think people who have not achieved a lot in life for whatever reason, not judging them. I'm just saying you haven't done anything. Um, they misidentify confidence and arrogance. They conflate those ideas. So they'll see someone that is just genuinely confident and they don't like them, right? They're like, who does he think he is? And they're not even being arrogant or anything. It's, true. it's just that when you are small inside, in terms of your own identity, you view yourself as small. You have this like defensive posture against anybody who's not like that. Um, it's a really deep rabbit hole, this identity thing, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of internalization, a lot of, you know, a lot of checking yourself. What about on the tactical side with business, like brand identity, you know, having congruence with your literature and whatever. I know with wise coatings, you spent a lot of your startup budget just on that with Ryan Kettering, shout out to Ryan, awesome designer. Why'd you do that? And, and should people go do that? Should they wait? How important is it? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's massively important. Um, one of the things that I like to talk about is it's easier to turn a jet ski than it is to turn a cruise ship. So the best time to put in implements and change and, and, you know, actually collect this stuff together is at the very beginning. 
Um, now you don't have to go the full route and spend all this money in a big investment, but the things that are free that you can do tactically is just sit down and write up your core values. Um, the, the, the general piece of advice that I give whenever you're writing core values is, you know, try not to exceed like five, don't, don't, don't have like some, you know, like <laughs> 12 to 15 ones. You, the, the test is if you can spout them out without even thinking about it twice, and you can ex- properly articulate and explain what each one means to you personally, that's a good indicator. And then I'm a fan of having them have some kind of an acronym. So for us, it's, it's base. You know, it all starts with a good base coat, right? So you got this little like mental connection that, okay, we're doing floor coatings. You want a nice solid base, foundation, uh, buffalo, ascend, serve, and efficiency. I can ask any single one of my employees. They all know exactly what our core values are because they're simple, they're easy, and they can tell the story of the buffalo. Having core values that have some kind of storytelling element are also really powerful because people remember stories better. So you can do that for free. And you can go on to like thesaurus.com and you can type in a word and you can like try to piece together an acronym if you want and put together like your core values. But that's really huge. Um, Identify what really makes you different is probably one of the biggest pieces of identity. You know, what's your USP, your, your unique selling proposition? Um, if you ask 10 people, Hey, what's different about your company? They're all going to say, well, we're the best and we do the best quality work. <laughs> and, you know, and we're, we're, we, our customer service is the best and we're yep. licensed, we're bonded and insured. Like, nice. are, are you really different? You know, if everyone says the exact same thing that you're saying. So, um, one of the things I loved about working with Ryan was that he spent an uncomfortable amount of time questioning me on what really makes us different. And putting all that down on a piece of paper and and thinking outside of the box as far as like, what are those really big differentiators um, can really go a long way towards your identity uh, being strong later and using all of those, you know, that exercise in your marketing materials and your bullet points and, um, you know, establishing like, okay, where do we want to go from here? What's like our long-term vision? You know, what does that kind of look like? Um, And then as far as brand congruency, since you mentioned that, um, put together a really nice, um, you know, they, they call it a, a brand guideline booklet where you can just have, you know, your, your logos and all the standard colors you use and the standard textures and your fonts that that way, you know, anyone that looks at any piece of marketing material, it won't feel like a different company. It'll all feel exactly the same and people will start to remember you more that way. So th- that would be like the tactical side. Yeah. What's ironic is com- companies like yours that nail that who are demanding a high price point and a luxury premium uh, price point, they'll go do a bid against, you know, Billy Joe and his wife beater who writes his price in the back of the business card. And then when that guy loses the bid, he goes, oh, I should probably lower my price some more. Cause I didn't, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you're going the wrong direction. Billy Joe, you need to join conquer and give Brandon all your money because he'll change your life. Um, yeah, but it's like lowering your identity to lower it to your customers. There's great customers out there. So you just, Ooh, that's, have to that's, give- that's deep. Also, I know I wasn't my own customer. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I started cleaning windows, I was so confused that people kept giving me money to clean their windows. I'm like, yeah. I, it was like I was committing a crime. I was like, <laughs> yes. you're paying for this. You know, they're going to get dirty again. Right. Like I would have never paid money for that. I couldn't. My, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, or getting, up not to, you. or getting up to them and saying like, OK, this this price is fifteen hundred dollars is how much everything is. There's no way they're going to go for that. So I'm going to. Right. Like, 
you can get right, right up to them. Like, the discount. price is 750 and they're like right. oh is that all and you're like oh shoot yeah or they just their whole mannerism changes because they have a bad identity so they're talking slow and normal they get to the pitch where they drop the price and they talk 200 miles an hour and they put their head down and they're like but you don't have to i totally understand no it's yeah. fine i knew you weren't going to do it anyway fine screw you and they walk away and the customer never even said anything yet Right. Well, <laughs> well, I will say that I am people's avatar now. Like I've grown, you know, we didn't get our windows cleaned, but now we do. It's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things. Yeah. Um, but now if someone quoted me really low, I'd be like, there's no way they're insured. There is no way they know background check these employees. Like now I have a different view True. of it. Like if I see a cheap one, I'm like a little skeptical. I'm like, hmm, what are you doing? That this doesn't make sense. Math right. doesn't add up. Like well, it. do you have any other big closing thoughts, epiphanies, or mind bombs regarding identity and how it can help someone make more money, grow their business, get free, any of that stuff? Yeah, the, the, the biggest piece of advice I could say with regards to identity, I, I love that you brought up customer avatars, basically, you know, customer identities and really getting clear on who those are. But um, don't have this just be an exercise that you just do once. And then you have, I mean, some of the people that are listening or watching this right now, they're like, I, I got core values. They're, they're on a shelf somewhere. They're collecting a little bit of dust. I can't remember exactly what they are. I think it's like, you know, performance is one of our core values or, or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, don't just do it and then put it up on a shelf, like actually implement it. Talk about it at every single one of your team meetings, um, get your team to go around and like comment on, uh, you know, how someone else on the team exemplified the spirit of the Buffalo in the last, you know, being a Buffalo the last week and uh, get them to all kind of buy into it so that they understand what it is. Um, don't just use it once and then never talk about it again. Put it up on all your walls and uh, you, you'll, you'll just see a huge difference. You can feel it. It's amazing. Love it. Well, I think that'll kind of round out this episode, but we're going to have five of these. So come back and stay tuned. Brandon, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault.